I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching great films. But we don't get to watch as many as we used to because we're dads. So we've made a super duper podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. Well, I really like a Rioja because this isn't, <laughs> this is just red wine. <laughs> red wine, but it's really good. Yeah. You're tuning in to Dads on Wine. Well, this week we're speaking about a lovely bouquet from Little. Dads on the Vine. Hey. Off the Vine. It's actually anyway. from Aldi, Greg. All right, sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Damn it. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really good. I don't know. Why. Whoa, that's a I surprise. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I mean, we've got some. We've got to put some pretty sad stuff to talk about this week. But I, but aside yeah. from that, I'm. I'm I'm just feeling really good. I've, uh, Amazing. I'm, I'm enjoying work. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying stuff. And maybe it's just because in the subconscious sort of adversity of everything going on, I'm just like, <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be happy. So yeah. Amazing. Cheers! 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 Yeah, cheers! My chair's really creaky, so I do apologise. What about what about you? You you, you well? You've got some nice radiant. You. No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I am good. Again, things that we'll talk about a little bit later on that are a little bit you worrying, know, a bit worrying, a bit upsetting. However, yeah, good, cool stuff going on. Yeah. What have um, you been doing? Exciting stuff. Uh, whatever. Uh, well, as we've just had a chat off 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 the air. We've got uh, we've got my my sister in law and my niece and nephew coming staying with us for uh, a month or so. Um, so I've really just been doing that, just kind of sorting out bedroom situations and wrapping Food wrapping socks. like <laughs> yeah like uh, <laughs> furniture and things like that. My garage is that garage that I cleared out that we spent weeks talking about is now full. We're good. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think what else I've done. Uh, not tons, to be honest. But <laughs> Rich, Rich has just said cause I, again. I, I posted a picture of me with mm. a little mini, miniature bottle of gin. Uh, <laughs> Rich, Rich says, "Who has rationed gin, Greg's gin intake?" Um, <laughs> I, I got bought. I got bought my birthday um, by a colleague. Um, all my colleagues, a lovely little um, trio of like nice gins in like yeah. little air, airline bottles. There's something amazing about. It. I, I just I, I love those little fifty. 50 mil yeah. aeroplane air, uh, bottles of, uh, mm. of spirits. I don't know why. It's just something so cool about In um, In like the Alps, when you, when you go skiing, you know, like the little Jaeger bottles yeah, yeah. that they do. Um, you are, Basically, if you ask for a Jaeger, they'll just take the top off one of those bottles, put it down on the bar, mm. and it's just like a, an unspoken rule that you can't use your hands. You've just got to... <laughs> pick the bottle up <laughs> tilt your head back and just every and it's so funny because you just see like these like these like old italian men you know expert <laughs> alpine skiers just like i was behind the backs doing shots of jaeger it's hilarious Amazing. <laughs> yeah cool. pretty cool um, pretty cool pretty yeah cool. so i'm on i'm on the airplane gins and uh yeah. dave's on dave's on the red wine red um, wine in the from next week as i say now i've now my niece and nephew and my Session where I come and stay with us. I'm going to be doing, uh, going, recording live from my mum and dad's house. So they, they may even pop in. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> great. Let's get Joan and Dave get on. Get Big Dave on. Yeah, Big Dave. I um, I was watching Pointless yesterday. Yeah. And uh, there's uh, there was a, a, a film round on, and I thought stealing that. That's good content for yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll test Dave on that. 
So you ready? All right. Yeah, go for it. So, um, films with place names as titles. Okay. Ooh, okay. Um, Midnight in Paris. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, sorry, whoa. sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, right. right. No, 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 no. So I've got it. It's the one you get clues. You get clues. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read them out to you. You've got them in front of you anyway. And then, Again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We did we did this, and I thought it's not gonna give other people a chance to have a go at playing because David just dancing straight away. Uh, so, first one: Rene Zellweger, Catherine Zeta-Jones. That begins with C, and it's from 2002. Right. Mm, let me think. Oh, right. So you're going to go through them all and then I'll, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Uh, Eric Banner, Daniel Craig. That begins with M. That's uh, 2005. So this is films with places as their titles. Um, Humphrey, Humphrey Bogart, uh, Ingrid Bergman. Uh, that begins with C. That's from 1942. Nicole Kidman and uh, Hugh Jackman. That begins with A. That's from 2008. And uh, Jonathan Price and Robert De Niro, that begins with B, and that's from 1985. So, which do you think is going to be the lowest scoring answer? I, I'm assuming people who understand listeners, the format are pointless. Listeners, pause. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, can I give you all the answers to those? Yeah, well, let's, go, let's see if you can go in order from lowest scoring oh, up to highest scoring. You're getting a bit right. Munich will probably be the lowest scoring. It is with three. Okay, Three. then I'm going to go for Brazil. Correct with nine. Yeah. <laughs> then I will maybe go Australia. Not quite low. That had twenty-eight, Ooh. but Ca- Casablanca. No, Chicago had twenty-five. Oh, Chicago. I thought that would be the top. Uh, yeah. Uh, so okay, so Chicago. Uh, yeah. Australia and then uh, and then Casablanca. Interesting. Yeah, it's a 17 mm. Casablanca. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's, you know, just thought a little bit of trivia. It would uh, just chuck in there just to start off the podcast. That really was a pointless activity. Yeah. <laughs> you having that? Yeah. yeah. That. This chair yeah. is so creaky. What's going on? That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I think we've just cool. had the sounds so, of my wife making a tea in the background and yeah, chucking so. cutlery around. So, so we saw something on uh, Twitter yesterday, which was re- like really made us us, uh, us chuckle. So this uh, this graphic designer has basically taken famous classic board games and family games and turned them into basically posters for horror films. So like again, one of again them is very like, much a, vi- a visual visual <laughs> section. Well, where, where we, by. we did we did post these on our Instagram uh, yesterday, so you can head back over it and have a little look. We'll post them again. Um, however some of these were hilarious it was almost like a lake placid jaws kind of thing but it was uh hungry hungry hippos (laughs) um there was one which was like this bloody basement with just this huge like trap and it just says mouse trap don't get caught um and And then there was another very americanized this one wasn't it but it was a shoots and ladders which obviously i think they they meant snakes and ladders yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, do they not have snakes and ladders? No, nah, shoots and ladders, it's called over there. I think it's basically slides, isn't it? Um, but this got us thinking of other versions of this that we could do. So we actually asked you guys uh, if you had any thoughts. So we had, a, we had a few people message us. We had Luke and he said, Trivial Pursuit, tagline, get the pie or die. I like that. I I've got to do this voice now, I think, for yeah, all of us. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jen messaged us and said, um, when your survival depends on winning, 
The only way to win is to live your life. Coming soon, the game of life. Nice. 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 Like that. Like, yeah. like that, yeah. Um, Lever sent a brilliant one. Uh, he said, <clears throat> when money isn't an option, he'll stop at nothing to take what isn't his. Coming soon, Monopoly. Do you like this? It's a really uh, good idea. Do you, like my, idea. do you like my delivery on these? It's 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 a good um, it's a good trailer voice. Yeah, yeah, it's, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I thought they were brilliant, but this this set me off basically, and I, yeah. I had a bit of a brainwave and ha- and basically came up with quite a few for these. Go did on, you then. did you come up with any? I came up with a couple. Yeah, yeah, but I can't do your voice. So uh, oh, right, okay. Yeah. Well, I did a few where it was just like the taglines and then I did yeah. some where it was like full on things like that. So I'll do, I'll do the tagline ones first if I can find it. Do... Well, whilst, you, whilst you're finding that, I did one. I sent you a picture of uh, Ray Liotta in Hannibal with oh, yeah. uh, his, his um, skull cut, cut open. It's yeah. Cranium. Cranium. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about uh, want to play doctor? Operation. <laughs> Um, right, so it, it, so the, I actually recorded this one and sent you this. Sent you this. Uh, here we go. For two hundred years, he's been waiting under the murky depths of the ocean, and now he's back to claim his booty and make you walk the plank. Coming to theaters this Halloween, Papa Pirate. Love it. Yeah, I've got quite a yeah. few. <laughs> this is going to yeah. get old really quickly. Um, yeah. How about um... in a city of eight million people? He could be anywhere or anyone in 2021. Get ready to guess who. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm like yeah. doing like this little head turn I'm doing. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. people can't see this. Um, she was the type of girl who liked to take chances, but now one false move could cause everything to crumble around her. Coming this fall, <laughs> Jenga. <laughs> Love um, it. Two more, two more. Go on. This one's crap. <laughs> she loved working with animals, but now a chance trip to the Amazon has her risking it all with a snap. Coming soon. Crocodile dentist. Dentist. <laughs> Terrible. Right, this is this is the best one. I think this is the best one. <clears throat> and the and the last one, I will say. Go on. My voice is hitting. They raised it from birth and treated it as one of their own. But now it's fully grown and has its own agenda. This is one pet that can't be controlled. Coming 2021, Tamagotchi. <laughs> Thing is, though, none of these things are inconceivable with the fact that no, the way they're exactly. just making anything into a film. It's just, no original they ideas made, these days. They made Battleship into a film. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it had Liam Neeson and uh, Rihanna was in it. Well, I felt like bad. Uh, Greyhound was a bit like real life battle. It really was, actually. Yeah, when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right. said it. God damn it. Put the button. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If you come up with any, any more of your own, send those in because uh, it's quite fun. It's great. It's, it's even more fun when you see the pictures. If any, I kind of want to make. Art, yeah. If anyone wants to do some of, artwork for them, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I kind of want to like get an old, get a load of like old um, horror trailers and kind of cut them together 
and do the voiceover for like the Tamagotchi one. Yeah. <laughs> I might do that yeah. in my free time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. Like amazing. or like clips of like gremlins and critters and things like that. Tamagotchi. <laughs> oh, oh, funny. Um, um, cool. Yeah, I want to sing last Thursday uh, with my dad. We went to see a uh, trial of Chicago Seven, which is oh, yeah. uh, coming out in a couple of weeks on Netflix. About two I weeks, yeah, week or yeah. So. I, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to sit on my overall thoughts. Um, uh, until you get to see it, because mm. you're going to wait till it comes out on Netflix, aren't you? Yeah. But absolutely, I will sort of like, a bit of a spoiler alert, um, because and I know that Mike and Megan, who listen, uh, have seen it as well, and they said they absolutely loved it. I really, really loved it. Hi, guys. It. Hi, guys. Um, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you think about it, because um, yeah. it's such good fun. And I never thought a courtroom drama could mm. be that much fun, and the cast is absolutely everyone's incredible. like everyone's going mental over eddie redmayne's uh american accent so yeah it's like really really good whereas sasha oh. baron cohen's isn't <laughs> yeah but, but sasha baron cohen's amazing in it anyway yeah. and I, I mean i don't know what oscar it's gonna win but it's i'm sure it's gonna i mean the thing is oscars it's gonna it's a pretty sort of thin oscar uh year isn't yeah. it anyway but this will, without a doubt, I think even in a good year, this 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 will win Oscars. I can't wait to sort of see what you think. But just to uh, mm. tell you some of the cast, it's Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like Michael Keaton absolutely steals it. He Does absolutely he? steals because he's, it. Because yeah. he's not really in any of the trailers. I haven't, like, uh, I, they've not really kind of publicised him in it that much. No, no. Well, he's not, he's not like in all of it. He's only in for mm. about like 10 minute section, but he absolutely mm. steals it. Oh, um yeah, uh, do you know um, uh, Frank Mangella? Mangella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's in it. As oh, well. he's he's the judge, isn't he? Yeah, he's the judge. Yeah, yeah. I like Frank. Um, uh, John uh, John Carroll Lynch, who um, I've like seen in loads of stuff, but I couldn't tell you what. Um, I think he's in like Fargo <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Eddie Redmayne's in it. Uh, Mark yeah. Rylance is in it. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, but he but he is fantastic in it. And uh, Jeremy Strong's in it as well. Uh, and nice. and others. It goes on and on and on. The cast is just absolutely outstanding. And Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, I think he co-produced it. Uh, oh, he's nice. definitely sort of been involved like the whole sort of way. There's been a lot of a lot of directors attached to it. Because it's been yeah. it's been in the works for quite a while, and at one point um, it was supposed to be Will Smith and Steven Spielberg. So Will yeah. Smith was going to play the um, oh, what's the guy's name? He's a brilliant actor. Um, uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen. Yeah, the second. Yeah. Um, he yeah, Will Smith was supposed to be playing his that character, and obviously yeah. Steven Spielberg was going to direct it. This was yeah, Steven Spielberg was in it. I think, it, and then I think it was in like what they call it, development hell, or mm. whatever they call it, um, for yeah. quite a while, and then it's you know switched, mm. um, switched directions and stuff. But yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, if you can't mm. get to cinema to see it, I know you can't get to cinema at the moment. <laughs> There's several nope. reasons why you can't get yeah, to cinema yeah. at the moment. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll come to that. Um, but if you can get to see it at the cinema, get, um, try and get to see it. But otherwise, it comes out on Netflix in a couple of weeks. We'll, uh, oh, we'll chat about it then. So, Dave. Yes, great. I need to ask you something. Okay. It's um, something I've been thinking about for the last 10 minutes. So. Oh, wow. Okay. What's coming up on the show today? Cue the music. So next we're going to look at last week's homework, which was Midsummer. Then we've got the news. After that, we're going to have a long, drawn-out conversation about the uh, current situation with Cineworld. Then we're reviewing our new release, which is Eternal Beauty. Our so solid view this week is Trolls World Tour. A Dirty Dozen is Titanic. 
and then we're going to be setting next week's homework. Yep, boy. With the show. With the show. So last week we had Elliot on who set us some homework, which was Ari Aster's uh, 2019? Yes. So, yeah, horror, psychological thriller it's, Yeah, it's billed as a, f- a folk horror film, which I think is a genre in itself. Brilliant. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, so this is Midsummer. Um, so I held my hands up last week and said I, I had seen this. I went to the cinema to see this film when it came out yeah, and was... Yeah in a state of shock for a good week or so after it in, in a good way, but well, I still am. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you'd not seen it. So you, you've gone in with to this with, with definite fresh eyes, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Um, should we try, should, should we try and set it up before we kind of get into it? Do you think? Yeah. Okay. So it's um, starring, starring Florence Pugh, who's a yep. brilliant, brilliant actor Ooh. who's recently been in uh, little women uh, as well. She's actually going to be in black widow. And uh, yep, yep, yep. she's yeah, been other stuff as well, Lady Macbeth and uh, Fighting with the Family, family, family. She's in as well. Yeah. Actually, uh, uh, really yeah. Good in and uh, yeah, she she's a, she's awesome in it. And basically, um, it's quite dark from the beginning. Um, she in a situation where she's got um, a sister who commits pretty horrific act yeah. uh, involving her family, and um, she ends up in a pretty bad way after it. And so she's got this boyfriend who there's this, this sort of strange sort of like relationship that doesn't quite sort of sit well with this boyfriend mm. she's got, who's got these sort of sort of frat mates, frat mates. Yeah, yeah to, to, to a certain, I suppose yeah. they're just they're just college friends, aren't they? But they yeah. they kind of just sit around and smoke yeah. weed and you know, yeah. yeah and the, and uh, one of whom is uh, Swedish. Uh, fella called Pele, Pele, is it something like that? Um, and uh, he basically invites the other boys to go to go back home to Sweden for the summer for this uh, sort of festival. And he sort of drops things like they're they're quite a small, close knit community, mm. and it's really a special sort of event uh, that's going on this uh, this festival that that happens in this place midsummer. Yeah, and. Um, Christian, uh, Florence Pugh's character's boyfriend, basically invites um, Danny, Florence's character, along. And uh, she ends up going, much to Pele's delight. And when they get there, things very quickly start turning very strange. It's all in daylight because of the the place it's in. You only get darkness two hours a two hours a night two hours a night at that time of year and uh, everyone's looking very sort of green fields at Glastonbury everyone's dressed in white (laughs) with flower rings around the head and it's all very um, yeah all very pagan it's all it's all a bit too happy yep it it feels it feels culty happy very early on and very uncomfortable Um, I think I think maybe the thing to not, and the first thing for me that didn't sit well, oh, well, obviously there's, there's a scene quite early on where you see this brutal act that, well, you don't see the act, but you see the aftermath of this brutal act that her sister committed. Um, but it's basically, you find out that he, the boyfriend, Christian, he was going to end the relationship, wasn't he? And yeah. then when this, this thing happened, he kind of felt bad. Yeah. He felt that he couldn't yeah. really end things. Um, yeah. 
yeah. and then invites her on this. It doesn't. He kind of reluctantly invites her onto this trip. He, he, and, he, and he doesn't think she's going to accept. Yeah, and, and she's then like, she yeah, does. and he's he's absolutely good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's going to think it's going to be this boys' trip to yeah. Europe. It's hard to it's hard to say too much uh, without giving anything away. But obviously, this group this festival that's going on it's a it's it's a strange cult it's all very sinister mm. um there's a scene quite early on which i think is probably the most harrowing scene of the film that is so for me quite gratuitous i didn't yeah i i, I didn't feel that i needed to see what i saw in the way that is this I saw the cliff it. scene the cliff scene yeah 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 um i mean everything's Nothing in this film is a surprise because it's very clever in the way that it it literally tells you what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah. Like so, so with the cliff scene, it, it, when the, he speaks about the four seasons of your life, so your seasons mm. of your life go from the birth to eighteen. That's that's yeah. your um, that's your spring. Mm. And then you eighteen to thirty six. That's your summer, and that's when you do um, take a What's he call it? When he, anyway, you, you take a pilgrimage. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, 36 to uh, 54, if you can do the maths, right? Uh, <laughs> do, um, that's the fall. Yeah. And then 54 to 72 uh, is the winter of the life. Mm. And it's what happens after 72. <laughs> and Pelly, very joke, like you, you, in a way that you think he's joking, turns around and goes, right. Yeah gives a hand-to-the-throat sort of gesture. And then what yeah. you see is... It's pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, know. <laughs> um, I think I think the thing the thing that... So Ari Aster is the, is the director, as you mentioned. He, he directed a film a couple of years ago called Hereditary, which is just as harrowing. Um, yeah. And he has this thing, and a, a lot of directors do it. They, they're very subtle in certain aspects of the film and there's a lot of subliminal yeah. things and it's kind of what you don't see but then all of a sudden they will just slam you in the face with something that is so horrifically violent yeah. or so horrifically like grotesque or unnecessary do you know what i mean but actually yeah. you know they've done it for a reason it's not just yeah. to be shocking there is a reason behind it but this yeah i know exactly as you yeah. said it that particular scene it is I don't think I've seen many things in films, especially in horror films, that really like shocked it's, me. It's like Elliot said, so the weird that. thing is it's in daylight as well. Yeah. It? It's still yeah. equally as, as shocking. Um, I mean, is there are ve- the very clever Easter eggs throughout the film, things yeah. like, um, uh, for one of the better, like pictures, tapestries sort of things that just kind of basically yeah. show what's going to happen later in the yeah. film and then, yeah. then you see what happens. Um yeah, it doesn't play out well. <laughs> no, it does not play not out well. Um, it, it, it's um, yeah, it's it's very dark in the route that it goes down. Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I, I mm. think I liked it. <laughs> I think I have to say that it's a good film because of the way it sat with me. Um, very different, an admirable <laughs> film, and doing something so yeah. different with that. I think we, we are really struggling to talk about this film because yeah. I think I think this more than most films, we really can't give much away about it because no. it's like the like the Matrix. You have, you have to see it for yourself. Like, yeah. It's yeah. it's unbelievable, and 
there's, like I said, there's these like overly violent scenes, but then there's just these overly sort of strange, not strange as in like just weird for the sake of being weird, but things you like, I never thought I would see that on film. Yeah. Like, and quite like graphic, gra- really graphic sex scenes in it. There's, there's yeah. really unsettling Im- imagery in it. The final, yeah. one of the final shots, um, and again, without saying too much, but it's a certain character wearing a particular suit in a... In a <laughs> I've sent you a picture of it. I'm yeah. just like, what on earth have I just watched? Yeah. When you see this yeah. one frame in the way yeah. that we... In the image that I sent you, it's just like... If, if you didn't know about this film and you just saw that frame, you'd be like, what? No. No, <laughs> no way am I watching? What? Yeah. Is that? What? It, yes. Yeah. I think... For me, the things to take away, the main things to take away is Florence Pugh's performance is astounding. She is, um, like, she really is incredible, incredible in this film. There's loads of really, really cool little subliminal things, like you were saying about the tapestries, but actually there's also, like, little, because they ingest quite a lot of uh, natural... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah how would we word it narcotics uh, t- yeah tonics let's say <laughs> um and she sees a lot of things that aren't necessarily there so she sees quite i don't know if you picked up on these but there's quite a few like in tr- like trees in the background you can see like her sister's face and things like oh, that which is really really yeah. interesting um and you do sort of question sometimes like what is real and what's not real um yeah. uh i liked that kind of slow decline into like insanity for, for all of the characters they start off you know not positive because this horrible thing has happened but you just feel the weight of that kind of yeah. basically just destroying her throughout the film um i love the iconic imagery like that that shot that we talked about but also like her she she wears this particular again without giving too much she wears a particular outfit towards the end which is pretty like but it's but again that's, but again that's so blatantly foreshadowed in early on. Yeah, film, no, exactly, so, exactly. Um, um, and yeah, I just it. I'm re- like now. Now I've had the time, like a year or whatever, to, to for it to settle. I think it's brilliant. Like yeah. so, so good. And it, I, for me, it, it, I said it last week. It's it for me. It feels a lot like the lighthouse of how how it, well, like you're saying, how it sat with me. I prefer. Yeah. I think I prefer these two to Parasite, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, the, I, mean, I came out with a similar sort of feeling. What what I think what I like about it is um, it's it's so much more than a horror film. In that, yeah, really, the main the main um, sort of vehicle in the film is the relationship between um, Danny and Christian. Yeah. And it's about and it's about their breakup really. The whole arc yeah. of the film is their breakup. And everything yeah. else that goes on is almost incidental. But yeah. it's all about the way um, it plays out, the way they feel about each other mm. or don't feel about each other. Yeah. And ultimately when push comes to shove, the decisions that they'll make about mm. each other. Um, <laughs> especially towards yeah and some of these decisions are <laughs> Pretty crazy. Oh, God, yeah, completely. I, I turned to my wife afterwards and I said, I'm not sure I enjoyed watching this. Yeah. Or I yeah, even yeah, in yeah. the middle, I said, I don't think I'm enjoying this. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I, d- I don't enjoy horror. I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think anyone's supposed to enjoy horror. But anyway, horror is <laughs> never, horror is probably the last genre of film I would go to by choice every time. Hmm. Um, but that doesn't make it a bad film. Just yeah, if you no, know, exactly. It's, it's exactly. Uncomfortable to watch. It doesn't make it a bad film. I really recommend watching it for any, anybody who's a bit on the fence. Watch it. 
whether you like it or not is you know it's your decision you it's an experience this film yeah. without doubt it's kind of a cross between like wicker man and i don't even know kill list maybe something like that. So was fairly similar so fairly similar. um where can we watch this film greg after much del- deliberation and editing, <laughs> it, it turns out it's available on Amazon Prime Video uh, for subscribers. Uh, Fantastic. No, no extra cost. Good. So, I've got a little question for you, Greg. Go on then. Is this film Parasite or Twilight? Parasite's a good, um, a good one good to film. throw in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say Parasite is very similar in many ways to Parasite. Um, yeah amazing fantastic yeah I agree very parasite more than twilight ish jingle (laughs) jingle so this is the um don't even say it I feel bad about saying news this week because there's a lot of some bad that we'll, we'll get to later on anyway. But yeah, so you, you're expecting some main news. That news is coming in in a little while. We're going to make a yeah. big chat about it. So we'll do everything else. Everything else. <laughs> everything else that's ever happened. Um, some more delays, obviously. So now officially, uh, we, we kind of touched it last week, Bond has been delayed to next year. Fools. June. Did we know this time last week? I'm not sure. I can't remember, if I'm honest with you. I think maybe I'm, we. maybe it was like Thursday. Uh, so I think we just well, missed I think it. We, you definitely foreshadowed it. You, you foresaw yeah. it. Uh, mm. you, um, you said, I wouldn't be surprised if Bond's going back. And at the time, yeah. I must admit, I thought, nah, surely nah. it's coming out. So uh, obviously, yeah, some sad news. Bond has been pushed to uh, next year. Um, June has now been pushed to like nearly a year it was supposed to come out in december and it's coming out i think october apparently yeah. we'll see um jurassic world 3 so jurassic world dominion has now been pushed uh, basically a full year so it's coming out in 2022 the batman's coming out in 2022 now french dispatch which was the wes anderson one that was supposed to be coming out in i think this november december has been pushed to next year fast nine who cares about fast nine nobody cares yeah. about fast nine um so it really is everything apart from. Do you remember I was mentioning Free Guy, which was the Ryan? Uh, yeah, one. I was looking at I, that. Yeah, that's I think out, basically they're they're the one. I don't. I don't think they're going. We're just going to take a chance and do it. I think they're thinking. Well, it was never going to do amazingly well. Let's just still release it and just hope for the best. Although okay. the market in the marketing isn't saying that, but I'm just getting the impression that's what do, they're, do, what they're do doing. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm, I'm, yeah, in my mind, what are we not getting? We are not getting the big blockbusters with the big mm-hmm. budgets, are we? And that's because no. they don't want to take the risk of releasing them when yeah. they're not going to get the revenue they need. They need. Um, but what I think we are still going to get is the your smaller, cool, and interesting releases. Yeah, the, you know, a smaller budget stuff, and and that's not a bad thing at all. If more people get yeah. to see things like that, that that's great. And Although Free like, Guy, I think, looks like it's got a pretty massive budget. To yeah, okay. But I think but like, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I was speaking about the other stuff, like like the other week when I went to see Rocks at the cinema. That's small budget mm. British film. Um, uh, Trial of Chicago Seven, very low budget. Um, yeah. Still, so still had a release. Um, you know, um, what's it uh, we're going to see this week is uh, On the Rocks. You know, yeah. They, yeah. We're still going to get stuff like that. What we're not yeah. getting is your massive 
releases the, t- that the temp expect. the temple films yeah. exactly they're, they're not they, they expect to get loads of people to um, I saw an interesting post I've just tried to look for it again which is now the now Warner Brothers timeline of releases oh yeah uh, let me just find that uh, my cheeks are getting red from drinking this red wine <laughs> <laughs> very it's, red. My, it's my lips that go red. Um, yeah, it's whole. Basically, basically, it's the the Batman being pushed. It's pushed the whole Warner Brothers roster back. So you've got um, Flash being pushed back to June 2022. Uh, sorry, from June 2022 to November 2022. Uh, on the back of it, uh, Shazam's now going to Shazam, be released. Yeah. In- Which is really interesting. The 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 director of Shazam is coming out thinking actually this is this is going to be really dangerous because the there's a lot of kids in Shazam, and he's like, the longer you push it, and the longer we push back filming, the kids careers. are going to get old. No, the kids, kids are going to get older. Oh, so oh isn't, isn't the filming. continuity oh, isn't going to lie. Oh, I see is what you're it? saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, November 22, uh, it was supposed to be for Shazam. Now it's June 23. It's just like the knock-on for it. It's just ridiculous. Mm. Uh, but the reason, so, the reason the Batman. Well, not necessarily the main reason, but one of the big things for the Batman is so that it's got a clear run because it was looking like yeah. it would be coming out around the same time as June now. Um, right. So they were like, you know what, we want it, we want it to have as clear a run as we possibly can. It's coming out in, I don't know, March 22 or, or whenever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's having a big knock-on. So if you've got a big studio like Warner Brothers, it, you know, one film change changes everything else. It's thrown everything yeah. out the window. It's going to be an interesting reward season this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to that, I suppose, uh, in a few episodes of time. Um, next bit of news, big rumour is that um, uh, Kevin Feige, who is basically runs Marvel, Marvel Studios, so is basically is responsible for the Avengers and all that sort of stuff, uh, is looking at signing Ryan Reynolds up for basically the biggest deal in Marvel's history for Deadpool 3. Um because right. obviously Dead, Deadpool f- fell under f- Fox, um, yeah. and his con- contract was kind of up with the with the two Deadpool films. They were always going to make another Deadpool film because they, they yeah. did so well. But then obviously Disney bought the rights and acquired all the rights to Fox, so it was always a bit up in the air whether they'd do a Deadpool three and how that would fall in into the Marvel Studios kind of. Um, mm universe because obviously Deadpool is very you know he breaks the fourth wall he's he's not PG whatsoever oh, yeah. so how could that fall how could that fit into this world but apparently they've got some sort of idea and because Ryan Reynolds is you know one of the hottest commodities on the planet yeah. with regards to film and stuff like that um they're like yeah we want him we need to keep him on board wow. basically so they're looking at signing him to a humongous uh, it makes you wonder where they'll stop with um, Marvel comics in terms of like, do you think they'll ever bring X Men into the Marvel? I think, well, I, th- I, th- I think one of the reasons why they bought Fox, basically bought Fox's all, all the properties, basically, is mm. so they could they, so they could have X Men, have Fantastic Four, oh, because okay. you know mm. ultimately in ten fifteen years, I see another End Game style. Sure. you know, um, crescendo, let's sort of say, and it's all of the remaining Avengers and that sort of Marvel properties with X-Men, mm. Fantastic Four, Deadpool, the, the the Eternals, which is the new ones, yeah, the yeah, next yeah. big ones. Um, that's, what I, that's what I foresee, basically, but they've got to take the time with it. You know, it took them 10 years, realistically 10 years to get to Endgame. 
well, yeah. they're not rushing any, especially with everything that's going on, they're not rushing to release any X-Men stuff or Fantastic Four stuff. So I, I can see that being probably another 15 years, maybe. Gives me time to catch up on my mind. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about this earlier on, actually, and um, I, I was, I was going to chat to you about this at the start of the podcast because I'm interested to know who else gets this same thing. I've got this weird thing where I'll binge something and binge something and binge something until I get onto like the home straight. Yeah, and then I, I do stop exactly watching. The, yeah, I do the same thing. We'll we'll like we'll watch a season or something. I'll yeah we'll yeah we'll watch like three series or something, and we'll get to the last one and we we'll go, just never finished it. Yeah, and it's the same thing. I do, I've done it with Narcos. I've done it with. Um, What's the other stuff we've done with? We do it with a lot of seasons, and so, oh. so we have to make an active effort to actually go back yeah. and finish well, it. I there must be something. Any psychologist listening, uh, yeah, find out if you know what, why this is. Tell us. Um, but I've, I've done it with um, MCU because I've got as far as Captain yeah. Marvel, and I've just stopped. Uh, I maybe, did it. The reason I thought maybe... about it is because I just before we started recording, I was waiting for you. I stuck on an office, US office. Yeah, I've not watched it in about six weeks. Yeah, oh I was wow! Binging it, I was watching yeah. several episodes a night. I got yeah. season eight, and then I just stopped. It's maybe weird. it's maybe it's the sort of when Harry met Sally thing. Always, uh, is it Harry met Sally where it's like he always reads? She always reads the last chapter of a book before she starts it, just in case anything happens to her before she yeah. finishes it. So she's so maybe it's that we don't we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want end it, it. To end, so we we don't finish it. I don't know. I, yeah, um, I'd be I'd be interested to know if anyone else has the same sort of thing with with what series or with what mm. uh, other franchises or films or anything like that. Um, yeah, I've done it. With, I've done it with Better Call Saul. I absolutely love Better Call Saul, and I've not. Yeah. I've watched maybe two episodes of the latest season, and that was it. And I came, that came out in like March, yeah. <laughs> and that's worth um, seeing as well. Man, yeah, God, that's definitely. Worth um, so the yeah. sorry, go. I was saying my last bit of news, and it's not really film related, but it kind of is. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, yeah. um, so Ryan Reynolds and Rob uh, McKellany, who basically Rob McKellany is the co-creator of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. If you ever see it, yeah, TV show. It's one of my yeah, favorite yeah. TV shows. It's absolutely yeah. hilarious. So random. Um, they are basically, and this sounds really strange, and this is not film related now. Um, yeah. They are hinting and making quite a lot of. Um, comments online that yeah. they are both joining forces <laughs> and you'll never see this coming ready they want to buy Wrexham FC <laughs> what <laughs> what in like um, that's a bit like um, what's it called Russell Crowe um, oh yeah he's Russell Crowe Crow support he, and it's like no, really he bought, no he's near, near you he bought St. Helens Rugby Club he? oh he did it, um, well I think he was on the yeah. board because he's mates with Johnny Vegas isn't he it's really yeah, strange yeah, yeah. really random um, um, and, 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 and there's another thing there's a football club he's been involved in as well but yeah, yeah. oh wow okay. so weird and like no idea why but like they were both they, there was it was mentioned sort of in the news in passing the other week and then like last night or the night before Rob McKellen yeah put a picture on, he was filming his new TV show and he was sat watching Wrexham play on his laptop Whoa. and then Ryan Reynolds was doing the exact same thing. It's no. so weird. I just don't Whoa. get it. That's I don't bizarre. get it. Amazing. So funny. Well, but yeah, cool. quite a nice, nice little pick-me-up there, I suppose. Yeah, well, it's good for the supporters. That's, uh, yeah. And they won good. as well. I think that's an awesome big plus. We've had a couple of weeks of quite... Well produced, thank you to you, Dave. Um, <laughs> ad, coffee adverts, 
Um, yeah. Shall we just do this one? Just strip back, baby. Yeah. Strip back. So, How about some nice acoustic music? Cue the music. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, I like oh. it. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, is that, was that a key change? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't find out because it's going in post production. Um, so let's like see. <laughs> This, anyway, uh, stop music. messing, you're ruining the music. <laughs> this music wants me to, makes me want to drink some caffeine-based drinks. <laughs> like coffee. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> coffee. If you like coffee, uh, we like coffee. We, we buy do. our coffee from cloudgatecoffee.com. Uh, you can get some Cloudgate coffee from cloudgatecoffee.com and you can get... <laughs> As a listener, as a loyal listener to us, well, yeah. loyal, or even just a one-off listener to us, mm. you can go dads for 15% off. At checkout. You, at checkout, and you can get that off any order. It's very good coffee. Listen to our previous podcasts for as wax and <laughs> for, better, for better adverts. <laughs> for better adverts. Mm. This, this song is something else. I think we should stop the music now, dude. Anyway, cloudcakecoffee.com. Right, take so, it down. <laughs> like a house of cards, um, it's all collapsing because they they announced. Um, I don't know. I don't know who controls um, how something's released. Um, you've got Eon and MGM, who um, mm. who are the well? Who's the studio? Eon's the studio. MGM. Wait, I'm no, I think MGM's the studio. MGM's the studio. Well, isn't it something well, to do with Sony under, as well now? Well, it's, and it's all under Universal now as well. Oh, right. It's all they're all interconnected anyway. Anyway, they decided they were pushing Bond back to next April, even though the cinemas were open. And, mm. and you know what? I will say this again: I have been so felt so safe in the cinemas. And we'll get onto this in a bit because Rick's yeah. messaging and we've got some nice yeah, yes, yeah. conversation with Abu Rick. Um, I felt so safe in the cinemas, and as far as I know. Um, I've heard from other sources there has not been a single case of COVID linked uh, break a no. breakout linked back to yeah. cinemas. Um, everyone is doing as they should do. Everyone's facing forward. Everyone's got the masks on walking around the cinemas. Everything's great now. Um, attendance not amazing. Some films have been as expected though. You yeah, can yeah, you can kind of sure. imagine. Sure, people's confidence is not, but you know people are there. People are going. And Tenet, from what I understand worked as a release it didn't make mega books no but it but it, it it made what it needed to make and it was a yeah good big release and i think realistically i think they always knew that was going to happen yeah it, it and, and although, although we were like it's gonna you know at some points we thought you know it's gonna save everything looking back now it was never gonna do amazingly. No, well. but no, but everyone had to believe that it was going to. Yeah. Be, be, but I think, but I think to... the studios probably always like we're gonna take a bit of a hit on this. Yeah, and part of it was because of you know Nolan's determination to get it into cinemas when everyone yeah. else was releasing on VOD at the time, and uh, you know hold out for a, hold out for a cinematic release. Anyway. Um, Bond delays till next April. That was that was announced last week, and just days later, uh, we hear on Sunday morning um, the rumours uh, that Cineworld was going to close its doors this week. 
Mm. And that was confirmed on Monday. And that has, obviously, we're recording on Wednesday. I know for your Cine World, even though they said it was recording on, uh, sorry, even though they said it was closing on Thursday, or even yeah. after Thursday. Yeah, I've, I've heard Friday. really mixed things, because some of them I've heard that were closing on Friday, and then yeah. a lot of the things have said it's closed on the 8th, which is yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Hey, wink, wink. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll be honest, I went into my local cine world. Well, one of them, there's two. I'm right in between two cine worlds, so I went to the one nearest to my work today, and it was all locked up. Couldn't even get in, which was shocking. If I'm honest with you, I bet I bet it was really sad to see and to get there. Yeah, it so. was, and but you know what? It, I, bet, I, I can guarantee it's because they've had no bookings. Yeah, I, I, and that's what it'll be. And they I can imagine the general managers just thought, just said to the staff, "You know what, guys? There's no point. There's no breaks point my heart. In. Absolutely, it really, really heart. does. And for for me, Cine World, as I said, like Cine World is is my cinema chip. That's that's the cinemas I go to. It's the closest yeah. ones to me. I've got yeah. the unlimited card, so I pay a certain amount a month, so I can go and watch as many films as I want to. And yeah. I, I've had this conversation with people in, in work today. They're like, do you use it? And I was like, yeah, I do I do use it? And you know, God, yeah. it would have got ha- it would have got hammering. You know, yeah. uh, if if things were back to normal, the amount of films we've been watching, it's been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But usually, I'd maybe use it twice a month, and I'd probably just make my money back. Maybe ju- yeah. just over make my money back. But then there'd be the odd month where you know life gets in the way, and I actually wouldn't. I wouldn't even go. Yeah. Maybe you know. And some of the people were like, "Oh, you do not feel like you're wasting money." I was like, "Oh well, no," because I actually feel like, you know, that. 18 pound a month or whatever it is it, it's it's at least it's going to the cinema i know you yeah. know in the grand scheme of things that isn't anything but yeah i like to think it's it's helping in some sort of way do you know what i mean um, yeah, yeah. so it's it's sad for me it's really sad that it's it's that cinema chain um, it's, and, it, and it's the big it's the biggest cinema chain in the country and yeah i mean what what's worrying about that is the knock-on effect it might have um i'm i'm um the equivalent of an infinity member um unli- unlimited sorry limited <laughs> yours is unlimited mine's called infinity ah i get it my membership my membership at the light cinema and it's a smaller chain and now we'll sing sing from the rooftops about the light cinema because <laughs> it's awesome and i hope that i'll take you there one day and uh go there well i actually, got... I actually said and i as soon as they said that cinema was closing <laughs> and I, uh, you, yeah. we've I've I've been a bit preoccupied recently with with other things, but I said you know yeah. in the next couple of weeks I'm I'm free now. Like I, yeah. I've, I've got a lot more free time, so I was like I'll we'll definitely come and watch. Yeah. Come to the, you know definitely. and it is you know yeah. it's it's, I, it's a journey, but it's like I gladly make it. You know well, that's mean? well that's it. I mean it's a journey for me anyway. I have to go 45 minutes to the cinema, and yeah. uh, there's ten there's ten of the light cinema all around the country, but the one I go to is in Stockport. And it's just awesome, and it's just beautiful, beautiful, nice big seats that recline. Um, yeah. It's got a great bar. It does food. It will. It's now since that they've opened after lockdown, um, they'll deliver pizza to your seat and oh, stuff wow. like that. It's yeah. just mega. Um, it, it's just that, go- that's that's another conversation that we'll we'll have <laughs> later. You know, in another, in another, uh, another yeah, episode yeah. about. But, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just a cool, cool cinema. It's got twelve screens at mine. Um, and the first thing I did Sunday morning when I heard the news uh, that Cinema was closing is uh, I booked on for me and my kids together. I mean, um, and we'll get on to Trolls World Tour, which which we watched <laughs> in a little while. That's a different story. But I mean, it was it was quite a full, like quite a busy screening as well. Yeah. Um, now, since 
they opened after lockdown. On the day they opened, I went to see The Empire Strikes Back. I went to see Tenet mm. three times there. Wow. Uh, since then, I've been to see Rocks. I've been to see Bill and Ted 3. I've been to see Trial of Chicago 7. Uh, I'm sure there's something else as well. So I've been sort of like extensively since, since I came back. And, mm. and for, for me, that going there, it, it's, you know, it's my, it's my haven. It's like, you know, <laughs> so I'll go to switch yeah. off. I'll, you know, we've spoken before about, you know, going on your own and just it's great it still feels sociable because you're with other people in the screen yeah and, and, yeah. Doing it and it's just brilliant and uh, you know it'd break my heart if they close as well um I t- they say it's temporary for city world closing i really really hope it is um some is it odians a lot of odians are clo- opening just for weekends now i think yeah um yeah. Not the same uh it's uh, it just strikes me i mean there's the whole debate to be had separately about the fact that the government have propped up other industries but completely turned their turned their back on uh, the arts and entertainment and things like that um i think that's got a lot to do with it but ma- i'm massively I-, I can't shake off and please tell me if you're listening tell me if i'm wrong but i can't shake off the idea that but th- those with the broadest shoulders should carry the greatest burden. And Warner yeah. Brothers did it with Tenet. And um, MGM, Eon, Universal, Sony yeah. could have done it with Bond. And, and it's these sort of things. They mean so much to the cinemas in keeping them open. Yeah. And quite and, frankly, and, and, it might get next to, to next April. There might be no cinemas left for them to open the films. This is, this is the thing. I think nobody... All right, people aren't chuffed with with Cineworld and that decision. However, I think deep down people aren't blaming Cineworld. People no. are blaming, you know, the, the studios for not taking the chance, not, not um, you know, because really, you know, you've got to think, like, Bond is always going to do well, yeah. regardless of, of, of the current situation. Yeah, it might not, it might do a few hundred million dollars less, but to, yeah. less than it would do. But realistically, what is that to... To well, Sony or MGM, yeah. do you know what I mean? They should they should have just bit the bullet, you know, yeah. and take and just taken the hit on it because then at least the cine, cinemas would, you know, would get some revenue and then that would at least give give them a bit of a, a prop up for you know inevitably their next release, which is going to be in like a month's time. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? It's, Completely. It's just for me, it's baffling. You know, COVID in itself and the lockdown was enough to floor the cinema industry mm. in the UK. Um, well, all over the world. But every time a studio, every time um, um, a film pushed back, every time Disney, for instance, decided to put Mulan on video on demand, every time this happens, it's like another little shank in, in the ribs. It's shank it, shanking, shank, 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 shank. shank. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah, no, and, exactly. And it's been... And it's just like little little jibes, and it's been completely too much. And they've tried so hard. I, I spoke to one of the employees at the Light um, Cinema on Sunday morning, and I said, "Like, what, what do you guys make of the news?" And he, and he said to me, "This is last time, get my drinks." And he's like, we're, "We're terrified." He goes, "We, we don't know really what's going to happen with us, but you know, everyone kind of assumes that at the very least they're going to be making cuts here, yeah. and some of us might lose their jobs." And 
know, and God bless them, they're still doing the best they can with a smile yeah. on their face. And no, exactly. Great and that just shows, you know, we've had loads of interactions with the light cinema over the, well, over the past few months anyway, but especially this week, we've had quite a few messages from them on, on Twitter yeah. and things like that. And, you know, the they're fact lovely, that they're even they? going they're out, yeah, they're so nice mm. going out of their way to even do that. I've um, just, Going back to what you were saying, um, I'm very intrigued to see how well Mulan has actually performed on Disney Plus and how many people have actually paid that money to see it. Um, Because then, you know, I think, if I'm honest with you, I think they'll probably fumble the numbers slightly. Of course. Um, I hope it wasn't worth it. Exactly. And that's what I'm thinking. Can you imagine, and again, don't mean to, I really don't mean to sound sexist, but can you imagine how many families with like little girls would have flocked to the cinema to go and yeah. see Mulan. I got into a conversation on Twitter with a Cineworld employee oh, um, called um, called Steve. And yeah. basically, he had put a post on saying, people are absolutely fine with coming to the cinema. We're open now and we have customers. It's the fact film companies keep delaying their big releases and moving them to VOD that's forced them into this situation. We need the studios to take a chance or maybe look at hybrid releases. Either way, it's an evolving industry. When the original release window was put in place, streaming was non-existent. Time for changes here. They need to work together, in my opinion, to come out with a solution that benefits both VOD and cinema parties. And that got me thinking. um, And I I think inevitably it's it's going to have to happen Cinemas are gonna, and I'm no in, in no way blaming the cinemas because I love I love going to the cinema, but unfortunately, it's sink or swim, and they're gonna have to come up with some sort of solution to not not beat streaming because unfortunately that's not gonna happen now, but no. kind of get involved with it in some way. And the only way, the main way I can think I can see it happening is cinema chains, or even you know the BBFC or something like that releasing its own, I suppose BBFC kind of has it already, but in a slightly different way, releasing its own streaming service um, or, you know, even like a Cineworld streaming service, an OD streaming service where you don't subscribe to it, okay? But what you do is, Let's let's say um, a bond is coming out next next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to March or April next year, and it's you, you go online or go on the app. You buy your ticket, and basically yeah. you have the option to either go to the cinema to watch it, or it goes it goes to your screen, whatever the, yeah. wherever that screen is. You get one viewing, mm-hmm. okay, and it costs yeah. the same as a cinema a cinema ticket. You'll, you and it'll be on that streaming service for a month, you know, two months, what, however long it, you know, really lasts in the cinema, and then yeah. it goes from then it goes to it goes down the same avenues as it would do it once it's left the cinema. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sky Cinema or what? I want you know whatever happens there goes on to DVD in six weeks time or or whatever it is. It, I mean, I, I mean that's and that sounds nice. Um, <laughs> so two things I think about that is a. It's trying to replicate st- something that already is, happens already because that's, you know, Sky were releasing films, uh, premiering them, if you like. Um, uh, Sky were like premiering, premiering films throughout lockdown uh, through their service and charging like fifteen ninety nine a mm-hmm. ticket, if you like. Um, but the other thing is, where do cinemas make the most of the money? Well, and again, but that's what I'm saying to you. I, I, I think like... 
I was having this conversation in work today. I was getting quite passionate about it. And I was like, realistically, yeah. in, in my eyes, and again, there's a lot, I know there's a lot more to it, but for a cine world to own a streaming service, yeah. well, to, the, the upkeep of a streaming service can't be massive. No, you know, no. I mean, it's, it'll be massive to us, but to a big thing like that, it can't be massive. So I think like they'll get a lot of their revenue from that, which would then feed back yeah, into but, the but, but but they make most of it, they make the most of it, most of their revenue from my, my understanding on concessions. Um, yeah, so yeah. Well, true, popcorn, true. Drink, oh, hot dogs. Like that. Oh, come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tough one. I don't know the answer. All I know is get out there, support. If you've got a cinema open near you, they need your love right now. Get there, yeah. Go and see whatever they're showing. Um, so uh, the wordsmith, Stu, messages, and he, he said, awful decision. There's no guarantee that anything will be different in April at this rate. The cinemas seem safe with all the precautions taken. Uh, it all comes down to money ultimately, which yep. unfortunately. Well, well yeah, that is it does. a profound thing wordsmith Stu has ever said. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, um we were um, we ended up in a bit of a conversation with Rick, didn't we? Um, yeah, regular um, listener Rick. Yeah, um, he says to be honest, at this point in time, when flights to to and from the UK are fully booked, he says he's been on two with just a mass requirement. He says there's no reason after all this time to plan that they can't still safely distance people and fill out cinemas at half capacity. Attempts to check for a staple uh, now across Europe would be a great shame to see British cinemas go under because of lack of planning. And common sense wasn't put in place, which, I mean, our point is, Rick, the cinemas are completely, absolutely doing the right thing and putting everything in place and planning and doing a marvellous job of it. The, the problem is um, it's the studios still running scared. Uh, that's, that, and that's, that's what's caused the cinemas to close. And I, I guarantee if you haven't been to the cinema, honestly, I implore you to try and go. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's... Brilliant. I mean, I'm me and you. We're both careful, aren't we? We both yeah. we both take guidance incredibly seriously, and yeah. uh, we have done throughout the whole of this thing. But I think probably one of the safest places I've been in public has been the cinema. In the way yeah. I've felt, so yeah, yeah. definitely. And um, you know, for me, I've I've been to a pub since you know I've been to a couple of pubs since it's all uh, yeah. opened up again. And a few of them I've been in have I've genuinely felt unsafe. Yet yeah. pubs are still open and the cinemas are closing. It's it's a big issue. It's a big problem. It's a sad sad state of things. Um, but yeah, yeah. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know if you have any. Um, not that we're going to solve the situation, but if you have any kind of think of any kind of solution that would maybe uh, you know that you think cinemas could maybe go down a slightly different. Uh, route in the future you know who knows but let us know your thoughts we're really uh, interested to hear what you have got to say so uh, this week a new release has come out <laughs> it wouldn't be a new release if, if not um, <laughs> and this is a, uh, a a new a newer new new film Greg I don't know if I mentioned it um, <laughs> It's called it's, called Eternal Beauty, and it's it's yeah. new. It's new. <laughs> okay, it's checking. Um, it's called Eternal Beauty. Uh, I think. Well, it it's, must be new, so I can imagine <laughs> past couple of weeks, which yeah, right, would make it a new release. Yeah, yeah. 
It came out on the 2nd of October, which was, by my reckoning, five days ago. Uh, it came ah, out. So that, that it came... definitely qualifies as a, as, as a, new, new, a new release. A new yeah. release, yeah. Uh, it came, it, it's a, well, it, this is one that actually, it came straight to video on demand. Uh, it didn't go to cinemas. I, I don't know whether it would have gone to cinemas in normal times. This, you know, I know, quite you get quite a lot sure. of these films have always been sort of um, it, um, released on video on demand for quite some time. It got its world premiere at BFI London uh, this week as well, um, and it's available on Amazon Video to rent for five ninety nine. It's a dark comedy, and it stars Sally Hawkins amongst others. Sally, uh, Sally Hawkins is an actress that I absolutely love. I think I mentioned the other week a film called Happy Go Lucky uh, yeah. that I. Um, that came out about, I know, so about, it must be, it feels like it must have been about sort of 12 years ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like um, that, I think. But um, also another film that we both love is Paddington 2. She's in that. Yeah, she's in well, Paddington of, 1 as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Um, but Paddington's is better than Paddington 1. Um, yeah. Also stars uh, Billy Piper um, yeah. as well. Uh, it's got David Thewlis, who we uh, spoke about, and actually there's one good thing that I loved in um, I'm thinking of ending things and um, oh god but uh, we'll get on thinking we'll get on think of ending things yeah. in a little bit because okay. um, yeah just just hold that yeah, thought yeah, for yeah, a minute yeah. and it's also got Penel- Penelope Wilton as in yeah, we're coming to get you Barbara we're um, coming to get you Barbara <laughs> Um, well, so yeah, it's, you know, it's I, I love Penelope Wilton because she obviously she's she's Barbara, Sean's mum, feels like you know yes, our own mothers. Absolutely. But she plays a really really great part in Afterlife as well. Um, ah, yes, of course she does. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. She's kind of like the like almost like a, the backbone in Afterlife, which I really respect. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, it, I digress. And, and it's directed by Craig Roberts. Um, you know, who Craig Roberts is. Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, he he is Oliver off Submarine. He's the kid off Submarine. Really? <laughs> and, <yeah>. Okay. He, <laughs> um, you know, it's, I think it's his directorial debut. It's um, yeah. It, I mean, it, it's it's very interesting film. And and um, what, what what I will say first of all is um, I I didn't fully I didn't love it. I don't think it completely worked. I, yeah. I, it, it's interesting. I liked a lot of elements of it. Mm. I thought Sally Hawkins was just incredible. I think yeah. her performance. So, go on. The, the first thing I wrote was, I'm not sure I'm actually enjoying this film. I feel a bit intrusive. However, what a performance. Yeah. She's a, she's a, w- what a performance. Yeah. Like, it's uh, just, unfortunately, incredible. because it's such a small film, I think it will go fairly unrecognised. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But... Yeah. If it if it if it perform if it would perform better, which I don't think it will, she would no doubt be like would get some awards recognition for it without doubt. Yeah, so so um, I mean, Sally Hawkins plays Jane, who is a schizophrenic. Basically, there's it's mixed in with flashbacks played with um, a different cast of when she was basically yeah. uh, she was jilted at the altar. Uh, jilted, that's the right word, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, and since then, she has developed. I don't think they ever use the term schizophrenia, but it's, she uh, does at the end. She, she says paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah, she, ah, she, yeah. Are, okay. you, are you paranoid schizophrenic? She says. Yeah, like yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's a, such a convincing and clearly so well researched performance yeah. um, for someone who is suffering with that illness and. Um, 
it's uncomfortable to watch. It's very uncomfortable to watch. Um, yeah. And but it's all about the way her, the people around her, particularly her family, um, interact with her. You know, you've got one of her sisters who's sort of wonderful and sort of stands by her and sort of would do sort of anything for her. And then played you've got, by. Um, wh- wh- uh, what have we seen her recently? Alice Lowe, is it? Yeah. Um, Oh, what's she been recently? Then? She's in uh, Never Really, Always, Sometimes. No, I, never, I've done it never, again. Never really. No. Sometimes, sometimes always, always, never. never. <laughs> so it, no, that's, no, it's the Bill Nye one, isn't it? Yeah, she's, yeah. She's the mum. Ah, she's the mum. And she? she's oh. she's the doctor from um, uh, Garth Marenghi. That oh, of course she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Broccoli. Yeah, Broccoli. yeah. And then her other sister, who's a complete, um, well... Um, she's played played by Billy Piper. Yeah, and she's so like slimy and just like manipulative and just oh, yeah, and brilliant, brilliant though. Like so good at it. And we started um, speaking earlier about David Thewlis because of um, I'm thinking of ending things, and um, he was the best thing in I'm thinking of ending things. And we had a lot of bad stuff to say about I'm thinking of ending things. There were very similar things in this film in the way that it was trip, it, not trippy. Trippy is the wrong word. It's surrealism. Abstract. It's quite abstract. abstract. It's quite a lot surreal. Of, yeah, a lot of surrealism. You, you're never sure whether what you're what, what you're seeing is what what's actually happening. But the, quite but similar the, to Midsummer as well. <laughs> yeah, like, but but the difference between this and um, I'm thinking of ending things is I'm that. This film, this film respects the audience. This film yeah. um, allowed the audience to um, know what's going on throughout, and uh, and didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't playing some, some sort of smug trick on the audience. And I'll say it again: it didn't all work for me. Um, no. It did, there were definitely some things that um, were at fault with it. I mean, I, I don't even know what. I, I, it just didn't quite. You know, didn't, uh, for me, what didn't work was, and I, I, I don't see another way around it, but the, yeah. the different actors playing the youngest versions of themselves. Yeah. That was a bit, for me, that was a bit too jarring at times. because It takes, it, it takes a leap of... Uh, it re- yeah, it really does. It, a, it, yeah, it relies on the audience to kind of suspend disbelief a little bit. Yeah. Um, which for me it it didn't really work. Sometimes it was a it was a bit too abstract for its own liking. I think the the first half was far stronger than the second half, and it kind of pains me to say it because I love David Ellis, but I think as soon as I think that was kind of the halfway point where she meets David Ellis's character, yeah, and he was great, and I liked the scenes with him. But from that point on it sort of changes. It drops a lot of the comedy. And it, it sounds weird saying the comedy because it's, you can't, I feel like a lot of the time you're almost laughing at her expense, which is a little bit, I felt a bit uncomfortable sometimes. But again, um, that yeah, with the discomfort, I mean, maybe that is part of it is, I suspect that's the intention is, yeah, got, it's, I, a, I, it's a dark comedy, isn't it? Mm, and it oh, makes you feel, oh, un- and it, it's very, very dark. Like, and, and it makes you feel uncomfortable yeah. in what you're laughing at. And maybe that's the idea. And because, and because I, of and the, I, stig- the stigma of uh, mental health issues and yeah. things like that um, in society, and that's a big thing at the moment. Who are you laughing at? Are you laughing with or are you laughing at? Yeah, Who, are, no, you exactly. punching, are you punching up or are you punching down? And, uh, and I think for the, for, the, for the funny bits in it, I think it's 
it's punching up and that's okay. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you're laughing with, and that's okay. Mm. Um, but, but you're right. It does sit uncomfortably and it, it's very much, it's, it's not a black comedy. It's not a black comedy, but it's a dark comedy. Uh, yeah. and, it, and it's but, a comfortable one. But ultimately I came away feeling pity and it's, I don't know. It's a weird, and again, it was obviously done and it's very well crafted and very well put together. And it, yeah, as I say, it's obviously made to do that. But I kind of came away feeling very sorry for her. Yeah. And yeah, it was more that pity. And I was like, there, there is some sort of resolution towards the end. And I'm not saying every film has to have a happy ending whatsoever. But I kind of came away still feeling a bit like, intru- as I said earlier, a bit intrusive. Some, really, some things I really did like about it, again, Sally Hawkins' performance was just incredible. Yeah. She's so funny. Like yeah. some of the stuff yeah. she comes out with is just genius. The film sort of opens with her. Uh, she's like walking and the phone rings, but then you see her in her, um, her doctor's office. And yeah. <laughs> the doctor, he just says, uh, he says, how are you feeling? She says, I feel fine. No, good. Because <laughs> if like, yeah, he's yeah. fine, not good. She's like, good. And then he, he says, any depression? She says, no, you. <laughs> it's just like really <laughs> funny the way she words things, and like she'll just she'll mutter under her breath something really, really inappropriate or like something yeah. really offensive. Everyone can hear her, and it's yeah. oh, it's just so funny. And the, the funniest part of, the, and it's so funny. And this is going to ruin it for anybody. So jump ahead, but it it oh, there's a scene at Christmas, and basically she turns up at the house. Her mum's house where her sister and her sister. Oh, no, daughter. it's in the trailer. It's fine. It's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. Yeah, and she yeah, turns yeah. up with presents. Um, mm. And they say, Oh, what are those? She was like, Oh, I've bought my own presents for myself from you this year. And I've wrapped them because I'm sick of like, the rubbish presents you keep getting me socks and soap. And then basically she hands out receipts to everyone. So you owe me this much money. And then <laughs> insists on opening the presents and going, like, considering she's wrapped them and she knows what they are going, Oh. <gasps> Oh, how did you know? <laughs> yeah. And then hands up the receipt. This? Where did you get this? <laughs> so funny. It's brilliant. It's yeah, so really, really, cool. really clever. Really clever. Um, yeah, yeah uh, it's, it's got that weird sort of 60s vibe as well, much like um, uh, Sometimes Always Never. There's a, you know, obviously there's a reason behind she's sort of stuck. She's stuck in the past because yeah. she's never got over, you know, the, the, uh, uh, fiance children at the altar and things like that at the time i didn't think i enjoyed it as much and even coming before coming into this chat about it i didn't think i enjoyed it as much but even talk but talking about it now and on reflection i think i liked it a lot more on reflection than than i thought i did like i say it wasn't perfect uh, no. but it but it's very interesting and it's worth yeah. it for the performances alone um, yeah. so I'd, I'd definitely recommend seeing it I'd be interested to know what other people think about mm. it as well where can we see this film Greg? Uh, we can see this film for £5.99 on Amazon Video amazing would you say this film <laughs> is um, The Lion King <laughs> or Van Helsing The Lion King uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. Think. I think I'm probably going to go with the Lion King Two Simba's Pride. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's not binary anymore. Um, <laughs> no, it is, it is. I'll go for the Lion King. However, I, I do agree with you quite a, quite a lot on this one. It, it's not a perfect film. I felt quite uncomfortable. I know that was the point, but I did come away feeling I'd I'd intruded on on things that I probably shouldn't 
of yeah. scene. You know what I mean? But yeah. see it, as you say, see it for Sally Hawkins' performance alone because she's absolutely brilliant. She's the fi- she is the finest actor, uh, the British actor there is at the minute, in my opinion. She's wonderful. Just to compare this performance to her performance as Mrs. Brown in, uh, in, in Paddington, is, it, yeah. you wouldn't think it's the same person. Yeah. Um, and she's absolutely hilarious. Like, yeah. hilarious. I can't Super. stress that enough how funny she is in this film. So, yeah, there you go. PG Tips. So, this week, So Solid You was the epic release that caused a lot of controversy when it came out. Uh, this is the magnificent Trolls World Tour. Woo! And do you know what? Um, I, I've, I've not seen uh, the first Trolls. What, oh, neither did I, which I think was probably in hindsight we probably should have watched that. My wonderful cinema, the light cinema, was, yeah, uh, had it on this weekend as a family special on Sunday mm. morning, which is why I went to see it. And uh, you know what? I... I there's a big part of it. I was just glad to be sat in the cinema, and it was the, after the after the news came out about Cine World, and I was just sat there thinking, you know what, what I'm watching is far, far, far from the best film in the world. <laughs> I've, I've got my kids either side of me, and they're having the best time in the world, yeah. and I'm just so glad to be here. And they had big smiles on their faces, uh, and yeah, and I, I, it was. I mean, the film was utter. Sh- um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna cut. I'm just gonna cut in there. So you you went to your local cinema you love. You had both your kids sitting either side mm-hmm. of you. They yeah. were having the best time ever. And yeah, um, yeah brilliant. I had I think the complete opposite experience. Oh, this I uh, looked to see if it was on at Cineworld. It wasn't, so I couldn't go to <laughs> Cineworld. Yeah. But I found it uh, on a streaming platform. Put it on, and my son Benjamin, as soon as he saw a troll had a mental breakdown, <laughs> had a breakdown and uh, could not watch this film because he was so t- absolutely Tra- terrified, traumatized, yeah, terrified did, by the trolls. So you know, I've got no, I've got notes from about 30 seconds of the film. <laughs> but, well, I've, I've got close friends who are also parents who have said to me, have you, have you watched trolls with the, the first trolls? Have you watched trolls with your kids yet? It's really, really good. And I've been like, no, it doesn't look that great but maybe i'll watch it one day and my kids had seen trolls at some point and they tell me that well just the color of the poster mm-hmm. is enough to put me off um, yeah. and I, I can't understand i mean maybe one day i'll try and go back and see what the first one was like but this it was just to say dreamworks made shrek, shrek. which is so <laughs> yeah. it, it gets it so perfect in connecting with the kids and the adults for this one i'm just watching the whole time and thinking this film is trying so so hard to appeal to me as a parent so so painfully hard and Mm -hmm. and it's it's missing it's completely missing as it's trying to um for me and again just just from the 30 seconds (laughs) i watched it was just so squeaky clean without any attitude at all which you know you get and I say attitude, you know, with with a, with a pinch of salt, but you know, like Despicable Me, mm. it's got a bit of 
it's got balls. Do you know what I mean? And 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 like Toy Story does and Shrek yeah. does. And this is it is just so squeaky bubblegum, which which leads me on to the the main star of this film, which is Anna Kendrick. I just yeah. she 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 plays the same thing in everything, and she's yeah. just for me she's just the most plastic. No, I, I don't mean plastic as in like you know <laughs> surgery or anything like that. But she is yeah. just the most. Vanilla. I don't know, just, yeah, vanilla, that's what it is, vanilla, bubblegum, mm. squeaky clean. And even when she does do a role that is slightly different, it's not. They yeah. all end up the same. And it, for me, it's just, that is that just sums up this film. Everything is auto-tuned. Everything is, yeah. is, is fluorescent. And it's just like, there's no edge to it whatsoever. And I think even kids' films need that little edge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, She's a Scott yeah. Pilgrim, though. Um, very well, yeah. Mm. All right, Greg, shut up. Um, <laughs> my analogy. Yeah, um, but I mean, it says everything that you need to know that they kept having to use these stupid devices to the, to recap what's going on. So, like um, the rock troll um, would go dad to dad, um, voiced by Ozzy Osbourne, um, because of course he is. Of course uh, he is. Dad, remember the plan? No. Okay, let's go over the plan again. Or words to that effect, and like, but they have to do that every every ten minutes. It seems to be like they recap what's going on because the plot is so bizarre, the world is so bizarre that they live in that there, there's no there, there is no sort of point of reference of sort of like, I mean, maybe this is because I've not seen the first one, but <laughs> I don't. It's straight into it. It's like, wait, what? There's there's six worlds that are all split between tribes based on genre of music because why? <laughs> Ob- and, obviously, and are you on Earth? Are you on another planet? Where are you? Like, uh, I I don't get any of it. I I genuinely, and I wrote this down as we watched. I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely find Tenet easier to follow than this. And I'm not just saying <laughs> that for effect. I genuinely do because I'm watching this. I, I've not got a clue what's going on now. And what's more, I don't even care. Um, yeah. At some points you're thinking, oh, right, okay, it's all like one big metaphor, but but not metaphor for, for unity and individuality and things like that. Um, yeah, but it's, it's not. not. <laughs> That's the thing. But the, the film that has everything is auto-tuned and everything sounds exactly the same doing these, yeah. you know, the they the put... <laughs> They put auto-tune onto Daft Punk's One More Time, which is auto-tuned in itself. Amazing song. How do you make that song feel even more computerized? And, oh, come yeah, on. Exactly. Come and, on. I mean, I, I'm the obviously, because partway through thinking, I'm thinking, right, okay, you split all of the music into these six genres. And I can't even tell you what those genres are off the top of my head. Well, uh, there's te- I, there's uh, the techno trolls. I got yeah. that at the beginning. Yeah, so there's the techno trolls, there's the rock trolls, there's um, the, the folk trolls or something like that, uh, classical, country, uh, funk. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, have you, are you saying that those six genres are all of music? And it's like, <laughs> someone, it's like someone in the, in, the, uh, in the committee said, oh, we're going to have a problem here because at the same point that I had, I'm going... Yeah, that's not all of music. So, okay, so we'll make these sub tribes that are also that's an that's a subplot, and we'll say that they can they're all competing to for an extra bit of land at the same time. And, and just, I bet it's like well, techno trolls is Daft Punk, which is not techno. Like I bet the folk, the bet the folk trolls was Mumford and Sons. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean, I mean funk, I funk was bloody uh, Boney M or something like that. You know what oh, I mean? There's what there's one moment, and you if you'd have 
made it this far, you would have just been like, I'm done. Because I was pretty much done. There's a character called Biggie, who's a larger-than-life character. Mm. He's a friendly pop troll. Okay. Uh, played by James Corden. Oh, like, of course it is. And this is the thing Biggie. for me is right. James Corden, and and I don't I don't dislike him as much as you dislike him, uh, but he's he's quite annoying already. He could do whatever he wants. He's made it to America. He does the Late Show in America. He, he has got coin, mm. but he keeps. He did himself be emoji tight. movie. Yeah, but every cats. but every he role this. he plays uh-huh. typecast for this fat character who's yeah. like a, a a point of fun. I'm thinking, why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you letting this happen? You like come on, you're not clearly he's clearly. But I don't get that he's doing all these like animated films, but he's always playing this sort of point of fun fat character it's like come on mate like come on you don't serve him right it serves serves him right if he's gonna if he's he's gonna belittle belittle himself to do it yeah where can we watch this film greg uh cinemas um but it's also on video on demand let's find out you can see trolls world tour Uh, you can rent it on amazon uh for three pound 49 youtube Four ninety nine Apple TV, five forty nine on Sky Store, uh, but it's also occasionally available in some cinemas at the moment. All right. See, the awful thing is, I'd say don't go and see it, but I want you to go to the cinema, so go and mm. see it. Um, yeah. Is Greg? Is this film um, Die Hard or The Longest Yard? <laughs> Do you remember the last No, it was basically I, I, Meme Machine. Remember Meme Machine? Yeah, 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 yeah. Vinnie Jones. The Longest Yard is actually one from the 70s with Burt Reynolds, which is the yeah. same sort of principle as the Adam Sandler one. So then Meme Machine is kind of an English remake of this 70s film. Yeah. And then Longest Yard. It's actually it, yeah. Meme is actually pretty great. That's yeah. it's yeah. And then Adam Sandler did a remake of the 70s remake, but took a lot of the influence, took a lot of things from Mean Machine? Really weird. Really right. weird. Anyway, what was my point? <laughs> is, yeah. is, is this Die Hard or The Longest Yard? I can imagine it's The long, Longest Yard. Not yeah. that I've seen Longest Yard. Um, but yeah, maybe I'd... The I'd only good thing about The Longest Yard is it's got loads of wrestlers in it. It's like Has Steve Austin, Stone Cold's in it. And Goldberg. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, Pretty sweet. This week on social media, it was James Cameron week. We gave you two options of Titanic and Avatar, the third and second highest grossing films of all time. A normal person, yeah. the second and third, but not me. Um, so we gave you these as our dirty dozen. And the winner this week, Greg, was? Titanic with something like 60 something percent, was it? Yeah, I think it was like 68. 60. Anyway. It won. It won. One sixty-one. Mm. So we it don't won. have to speak about Smurfs. Fer- about so, Smurfs. <laughs> yeah. Ferngully in space. There we go. So Titanic, Greg. Twelve words. Hit me up. Go. Spectacular visuals, incredible cinematic feats, but the love story leaves me a bit meh. Whose feet? 
Here we go. An iceberg of cheese. An overly dramatic catastrophe. But secretly love it. Yeah, I mean, right, well, I mean, I don't, I don't. Oh, well, again, we're kind of going off, aren't we? No, but um, I, I, what I will say for the for Titanic is, I I think it's the first. I think it was the first film that I saw that was def like clearly not a kids' film. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, well we that, know why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hate me like one of your French girls, Jack. No, it's it's the hand on the window of the car. Oh, yeah. So, well, mm. yeah. So Bethan messaged us uh, and she said, she gave us her 12-word review. She said, Titanic is a classic. It's beautifully heartbreaking. I love it. I messaged back. I don't think you've really grasped how this section works, Beth. 12-word <laughs> review. Two words short. <laughs> she said, oh, bloody hell, I thought I counted up to. Titanic is an absolute classic. It's so beautifully heartbreaking. I love it. Second time's a charm. There you go. <laughs> so thank you, Beth. Thanks for sending that through. Uh, guys, don't forget to send us your 12-word reviews of next week's Dirty Dozen, and obviously keep your eyes uh, on social media for next week's picks. Jack! I'll, I'll never let go. Oh, hang on. Boat's here. <laughs> <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs> so, Gregory, we, we, we've actually not had like the two of us doing homework for a good few weeks. We've had guests on, haven't we, setting us homework. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to jump at this opportunity. So I'm going to set you a film that I watched in the cinema when it came out in 2013. And it is, it's not well known at all, but it is the last film that I remember coming out of the cinema feeling wonderful. I had the biggest smile on my face ever. And I watched it with Regulus and Stu, uh, well, Worse with Stu and our arch nemesis, Lever. This film is called The Way, Way Back. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the reason that I want to set you is because we, obviously, as most of our listeners know, uh, we met on holiday when we were, you know, we 14 years old or 13, 14 years old. And basically, this, this film is this, this 14 year old's holiday. Um, oh. in, in America and you, you know you meet new friends and things like that and I thought it's quite poignant but it is for, for me I, you may feel different it is such a sort of uh, heartwarming kind of coming of age yeah. uh, film it, it really really is wonderful I'll just read you the sort of uh, quick synopsis so shy 14 year old Duncan goes on holiday goes on a holiday vacation with his mother her overbearing boyfriend uh, and her boyfriend's daughter. Having a rough time fitting in, Duncan finds an unexpected friend in Owen, manager of the Water Wiz Water Park. Oh. Okay, but check this out for a cast, okay? The uh, overbearing boyfriend of her mum is played by Steve Carell. Yeah. Okay, his mum is played by Tony Collette. Brilliant. Um, this uh, friend that you meet, Owen, is played by our boy Sam Rockwell. You've okay. got uh, Maya Rudolph in there. You've got Rob Corddry, Anna, Anna Pete. Um, wow. What a cast. And this is a lot of people who've popped does, up in, in previous uh, films that we've... Uh, doesn't it make you feel like, that, you know, Hollywood is so small? And these people, just get the same people coming up. There, so it's like Steve Carell we've spoken about. Obviously, we recently mm. watched that um, one about the American um, I politics. I one. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Tony Collette was in... Um, uh, I'm thinking of anything. Um, Our boy Sam's in know, loads, loads Sam of stuff is, that we Sam keep Rockwell's talking about. Everything we're talking about. It's just like, yeah. God... There's very few yeah. actors, really, yeah. in Hollywood. And I, I, th I think 
one of the the best things about this film is is the main uh, the main actor. Uh, the character is called Duncan. He's played by a guy called Liam James. I've not seen him in anything else. He has been in in some other things, but not much since yeah. then. And he, okay. he's he's very wooden, but that's the point yeah, um, okay. in it. So yeah. watch it. I'm gonna find where you can watch it. Cool. Um, I've already found out where you can watch. Oh, it. wonderful! Where can we watch this film, Greg? <laughs> you can rent it for three pound forty nine on Amazon or nice. on the Sky Store and YouTube and the likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it very recently. Like I watched it in the cinema when it came out, and I've watched it, you know, a few times since then. Um, yeah. We watched it very recently. My, my wife Max had never seen it, um, yeah. and she was like, "I just kind of feel like a, a light-hearted sort of fun kind of comedy." I was like, "Right, we're going to put on the way way back." Cool. Let's see what you think. And after we finished it, she was like, "That was absolutely wonderful." Oh, um, so ho- I, I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure. I, yeah, I'm sure you cool. will. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's a nice. Yeah. I like 103 minutes. So that's quite you know just yeah. steady, isn't it? That's you know mm. that's a nice nice weekend one to watch with the wife. That's cool. That. Fantastic. Go for it. So next week we've got a bit of a bit of a treat coming up haven't we we're not i'd say i think maybe we still should yeah. kind of give it away what's coming up next well week. we're 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 meeting up aren't we on uh, we are. yeah for for a little spooky get together something <laughs> sounds so weird but the cool thing is um oh yeah i won't say any more than that actually I won't say any more yeah. than that so yeah, yeah. that'll feat that'll feature on next week's show yeah uh, there's probably more there's probably more to come from it yeah, um, yeah. We'll get in. We'll get into next week. But as as we said last week, we've got we've got quite a cool a few sort of cool things coming up. We've got some some interesting guests uh, yeah. in the next few weeks. Obviously, in two weeks' time, it is our twentieth episode. So we're going to go all out for that. Hopefully, Greg, yeah. lockdown permitting, we you will can come to maybe us. even record an episode together Live. in the room. It's going to no be way. so weird. I'm not going to want to look you in the eye. No, I know. Sweet, honest with you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, as we mentioned last week, in our twentieth episode, we're going to do obviously our film fight club. If you have any controversial uh, opinions about particular films, particular actors, whatever, uh, hit us up with them. Feel free, get on board, come on and argue your point with us. We can't wait uh, yeah. to speak to you about them. Um, anything else? Okay. <laughs> no, that's about it. Really, what you'll see this weekend? We are unsure at the minute. I think uh, Max is still still weeks, 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 weeks writing a dissertation, but it is due in this weekend. So, Ooh, so hopefully from straight. Sunday, hopefully come Sunday, I'm a free man with regards nice. to I'll get my wife back, which would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. Um, nice. But yeah, I'm not, not too sure. Not, not tons, I don't think, planned this weekend. I'll probably meet up with... Uh, <laughs> my long lost mm. sister yes. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. maybe do nice. something with the, with the kids and things like that so Sweet. yeah we, we'll see we'll see how about you anything to say? Uh, yeah on Friday me and my dad are going to go and see uh, new Sophia uh, Coppola film oh yeah Bill Murray, on, the um, on the rocks yeah I might so. try and get out and see that this weekend actually yeah well, well yeah if you do we'll chat about it next week um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it as we both love Bill Murray don't we and, yeah um, he's uh, the best yeah, and um, wait, I'll, I'll take over. Start I'll take again. over, Greg. <laughs> it, on Saturday, it's regular listener Soz and Uncle Ken's niece's 
anniversary? Is that what you're saying? No, no, actually, no. Oh, right, it's, okay. it's, <laughs> I completely messed up my words. Uh, so let's start completely again. Is it your anniversary? Um, <laughs> no. So um, Uncle Ken's niece, who is regular listener Soz's wife, it's her birthday on Saturday. So ah. uh, and so they're going to come around and uh, have, have some drinks whilst we nice. can. Nice. And uh, yeah, and that and that's you know that's about it really. And yeah, I've, it feels like I've filled up my films to watch already because. I'm seeing you Monday. I'm seeing for surprise. Um, and yeah, my birthday present. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, <laughs> that wasn't and, the intended birthday present. I just wanted to tell you what, what I was going to get you, but it just on. kept going out of stock. I, I found this amazing Hamilton t shirt. Oh. Um, yeah, and it, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was something really like offensively Hamilton. Like, oh, oh that guy likes it. Hamilton. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, uh, being uh, a tall gentleman, uh, but yeah. the, anything from medium up just kept going out of stock. So. Oh well, don't worry about it. Thanks for the thought, anyway. But I'll get to see you on I'll get to see you on Monday. So. Mike sent us a good homework the other day. Yeah, we're going to hang on to it till yeah later. I think I think maybe I think maybe what we do is I know you were saying you're not a huge Halloween, uh, sorry, a huge horror fan, but I think. Yeah. I know we have, we definitely have some listeners who are big horror fans. Maybe um, if you want to come on, or if you just want to message us and drop us, set us some homework, which is maybe an obscure horror film. Yeah. Not necessarily obscure, as in like yeah. it doesn't have to be weird, but horror film you might not have, you think maybe we might not have seen. Yeah. We've got some things lined up, but leading up to Halloween, I'm, I'm more than happy to have like a horror film each week. You know, what yeah. we've got three weeks I mean, till Halloween. The, I mean, like the that. thing is, horror in itself is so broad. I mean, and, and mm. so it's, there's, there are subgenres within horror. I, I don't like, I don't do, I don't do just gratuitous stuff for the sake of just gore. Like hostile. I don't, I don't like gore crap stuff. Like yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Hostile or, and saw. These or, nonsense films. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but psychological psychological horrors, mm. I don't mind. Here's one uh, for you. I'm going there. Uh, we're going in a few weeks to regular listener, uh, Rich and Ali. And uh, Ali messaged me and said, do, a, do a, put a quiz together, like a Halloween quiz. Okay. So I'm doing it. It's going to be very interactive. And one of my, uh, is, is a hot scoop for you. They don't even know this yet. Rich will know okay. on Friday when he listens to it. And Lever and Stu. Well, Stu doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> one of the... Um, one of my rounds is called how did they die and basically <laughs> nice. what i'm doing is it's almost like what happens next like on a question of sport yeah. um, and you, i'll show you the beginning of the scene from a horror film and then basically okay. how do they die and it's really obscure ways that these people die oh, so there's a few it. uh there's a few final destinations in there because obviously they're really random but then there's Fantastic. some absolutely amazing well not amazing you know, cool. revel in death, do we, Gregory? But no, um, no, no. there's some pretty interesting uh, scenes in there. Yeah, anyway, yeah. There you go. Cool. Password. Uh, what are we doing this week, Greg? Just cinemas. Show some love for your cinemas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something cinema related. That could be anything on this podcast. But there we yeah. go. I think that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, shout yeah. out to, I, I, I can't remember who was on this list when I last looked at it. But I don't think we had um, listeners from the Netherlands. Um, hey, <laughs> uh, you bent a acorn. Do you remember that, Greg? Well, yes, I do. Who's that? 
it, it's Mark. <laughs> you meant the yeah. acorn. I think that means I am a squirrel in, uh, yeah, in Dutch, was, or you are a squirrel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what it does. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got Russian listeners now. I don't know whether we have them before. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, got all sorts. We are very international now. Like, I'm just yeah, boy. So in, we are so international. We are basically <laughs> the Olympic Committee. We're so international, yet all we talk about is bloody Buxton mm-hmm. and Warrington. Yeah. <laughs> like St. Helens. Yeah. Taking it around the world. Um, yeah, boy. Okay. Prestige well, worldwide. <laughs> it's getting late. It's half past ten, and this yeah, is going to be a tough ten. edit for you as it is. Yeah, oh, exactly. crikey. All right, okay. This is going to wow. come out as a long one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, low, low fruit, Dave. Low fruit. <laughs> hey, um, hey, hey. Right, okay. And then they drank my bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, I've had three big double gin and tonics. A bit giddy. Right, peace out, Holmes. Ta-da. Ta-da. Bye. Bye.